This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Saw a headline flash across my computer screen the other day. Money laundering charges laid against officials with a Vancouver company. And I thought, wow, finally, finally, we're going to get some money laundering charges here. Remember, we had that earlier money laundering case fall apart. I thought, boy, now we're going to see some action here on money laundering. Turns out uh, the charges were laid by the uh, U.S. officials. So four executives with a Vancouver payment processing company called PacNet uh, been charged uh, with uh, money laundering among the charges, also a conspiracy to commit mail and wire fraud as well against officials with this company in Vancouver. The charges laid by American, uh, the U.S. Department of Justice. So the question is, why can't we lay charges here and get uh, convictions here in our own country on our side of the border? Let's check in with Dr. Peter German now, former RCMP Deputy Commissioner. He's the author of those dirty money reports that rocked British Columbia in the last few months. Hi, thanks for coming on. Hi, Mike. Pleasure to be here. I appreciate it a lot. Now, in our country, everyone's uh, innocent until proven guilty, so there's been nothing proven in court with this PacNet company, but I don't know. Does that surprise you to see U.S. officials laying money charges here with the company in, in Vancouver? Well, certainly they're uh, innocent until proven guilty down there as well. Right. Um, am I surprised that there's charges laid in the United States uh, where no charges are laid in Canada? Not really. Why is that? Uh, well, the, a couple of things. Um, you know, talking generically and not about this particular case, but uh, we often have found that, for whatever reason, uh, Canada is unable to prosecute these cases. And uh, and if there is a parallel investigation in the United States, we see U.S. prosecutors going ahead. And there are reasons for that, which is exactly why we touched on it in one of the uh, Dirty Money reports. Yeah, I mean, when you think back to one of the things that I think really sounded the alarm bells on this money laundering file in British Columbia was the collapse of that e-pirate uh, investigation and there were charges uh, against a Richmond company called Silver International. This was an RCMP investigation that went on for years and this was regarded as the big one, right? We were finally going to have a major money laundering case put in front of a, 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 the court system here and it all fell apart and unraveled and the, and that was, the case was stayed. What did you think when you, when you heard about that, the, the uh, Silver International case falling apart? What went through your mind? Uh, disappointment, and that yeah. occurred during the course of uh, the reviews. I think during that occurred during the time I was in the involved in the second review. So I'd already done the casino review for the Attorney General and was working on the, the second one when we heard about the silver charges. You know, um, the Attorney General asked that I take a look at the PACnet and another case as a kind of case studies. Um, so I wasn't looking at really... Uh, were these individuals responsible? Was there guilt? Uh, that, that's not my role at all. It was really one of process, and it was to determine, you know, here is an organization, PACNET, that was designated by the U.S. president and uh, as a significant criminal organization. Um, it is no longer uh, so designated, but it was uh, for a time. Uh, how is it possible that that occurs in the United States, and yet, you know, it's essentially a Canadian company, Canadian principles, and we don't have an investigation here, or there are no charges here. Right. And so that was really the reason uh, that I looked into the case, is that process issue, and what do the Americans have that we don't have? Um, and, and I can comment on that. 
Sure. What are the differences between us and the states on this? Yeah, so in Canada, uh, there was a discussion, I, d- I describe it in uh, the second report, uh, among uh, with RCMP and various U.S. agencies uh, with the idea, will the RCMP take this case on? And for a number of reasons, the RCMP declined to take it on. And in fact, they referred it to the Vancouver police. And the detective from the Vancouver police did investigate it and then referred it, as I understand it, to Provincial Crown. The Provincial Crown Council chose not to uh, go ahead, uh, give charge approval. So you, usually that happens for one of two reasons. It's either that there's insufficient evidence to support uh, a, a charge in this country, or um, we just don't have a charge that covers the behavior. And in the United States, uh, they have, and you referred to it as a mail and wire fraud. And that's yeah. what these individuals were charged with, as well as money laundering. We don't actually even have those offenses in Canada. Wow. Um, those are very specific offenses. Now, you can say that our fraud charges, you know, incorporate that. But in the United States, it's very clear. And a lot of uh, people run up against those mail and wire fraud charges, particularly when you deal with direct mail schemes. So, um, you know, one, was there enough evidence in the first place to support charges? And number two, do we actually have charges that cover that type of behavior? Okay, speaking of, talk to, uh, speaking of Peter German, the author of the Dirty Money Reports here in, in British Columbia, I, I imagine that when we have a public inquiry into money laundering in British Columbia, uh, a lot of this will be reviewed by that public inquiry. In, in your mind, do you think we need, do we need tougher laws in British Columbia uh, on money laundering? Yeah, so it's, yeah the, the interesting thing is we really can't blame any one agency or government because in Canada, with our federal system, a lot has to be done by the federal government and then... Some things have to be done by the provincial government. So it's this divided responsibility. So criminal code amendments are something that we talked about. That's a federal responsibility. Um, Providing money for police is both a federal and a provincial. Um, And and there are a whole lot of different moving parts. Uh, At the end of the day, um, the American investigative process and prosecutorial process uh, seems to work a lot more efficiently in terms of white-collar crime. And although there are you know, there, there may be a lot of things about the American uh, criminal justice system that we don't like, particularly, you know, some really tough sentencing. Uh, on the other hand, um, they do seem to get to the goal line uh, more efficiently than we do in terms of white-collar crime. Yeah, yeah, they certainly do seem to be more efficient in, in, in that regard, for sure. we just got one minute left here, Peter. Do you, do you detect in your career as a police officer and working with with Crown prosecutors and that kind of thing. Is there frustration among the prosecution service in our country and in our province and among police officers that maybe we need some better better laws to, to, get, uh, to get charges and get them to stick? Yeah, well, so uh, clearly um, there is a frustration level. And yeah. actually, when looking at the PACNET file, and I do uh, outline it in the report, um, there was a certain frustration within the RCMP at the investigative level that they couldn't take on this this investigation uh, that you know the decision was made not to um, but more generally yes you do uh, find that white collar crime investigators are frustrated by a number of factors and so are prosecutors and of course prosecutors can only prosecute cases that are brought to them so if the police yeah. aren't investigating these cases aren't bringing them to the crown for charge approval there's nothing for the crown to work with so okay. again it's hard to point a finger at any one aspect of the criminal justice system we just have to work a lot more efficiently and have more okay. uh, systems in place and, and laws to make it work. Thanks for coming on.
You're most welcome, Mike. All the best. Uh, I appreciate it. That's Peter German, former RCMP deputy commissioner. is the author of those dirty money reports that really blew the lid off of uh, some of the money laundering concerns in our province. Of course, we got a public inquiry into money laundering coming up now, and maybe that will get to the bottom of uh, some of these uh, cases as well.